The following podcast is a Taylor Logistics production. Welcome to Taylor Talk. Christopher, welcome to the podcast. It's been a hot minute. Uh, thanks for having changed. Thanks for having me, Noelle Taylor. Yeah, no problem. Um, seasons have definitely shifted since our last podcast. Um, you were under a lot of snow. I had some snow here dwindling, and now it's 70 degrees and sunny. And you can hear the wind chimes in the background because all the windows and doors are open. And we are enjoying a nice little spring. Well, it's not spring yet, but like a springtime rain today. Yeah, I think the groundhog, um, did he or didn't he see his shadow? Yeah, but how accurate is he really, do you think? I mean, I, I think somebody needs to do... I think that Groundhog needs to be called out on this, I think, as far as from an accuracy <laughs> standpoint. I, I think we need to know the percentages because, you know, maybe there's somebody else that's better at the job than the Groundhog. And are we using the same Groundhog family? Are there multiple families? How do we know the credibility of this Groundhog? <laughs> okay, let's not cancel the Groundhog. Um, speaking of weather, we start every podcast off with a little weather update. Did you see um, how Kim Kardashian on her Instagram story was like, oh, my God, it's snowing. But it was hail. Like she called the she called the snow hail or the hail snow. Well, yeah, that who who does that come as shocking to? Um, well, Calabasas. she's not a meteorologist. <laughs> okay. Well, this week was a big week and it was a Taylor logistics first. First in our 171 years in business. We have never ever attended this amazing event called grocery shop. But this year is different. And this week we attended. It was Tuesday till actually today. Today's Thursday. Um, a great little virtual event that they put on. And I think with everything going on, because usually obviously this event is in person, it's usually in Las Vegas. I think that they did a great job with the virtual and it was all in all and 10 out of 10. I agree with you. And and after I was really impressed with them from an organizational standpoint. I mean, how many updates did we receive from them on a virtually a daily basis, keeping us on point, which is absolutely necessary because you and I certainly need people to keep us on point. But also the format, I mean, every day that, that we would that I would attend these meetings, there were no glitches. Everybody was on time. Everybody showed up for the meetings and they're 15 minutes. I mean, so anybody can BS through a conversation in 15 minutes. And I expected there to be some of that. But I think there was some sort of connection on every single one of my calls. Are we going to do business with everybody? No. But I think there was a connection uh, being being able to be developed within that time frame. And um, 15 minutes is a good time. I, I think it's a, it's a good amount of time to understand if you're going to do business together or at least have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Well, let's rewind for a second because like maybe, you know, some of our listeners are unfamiliar with what grocery shop is and like kind of who attends. So overall, it's, you know, retail grocery chains and CPG brands, right? So you talk to like a lot of obviously established retailers, you know, your grocery chains, but you also talk to these up and coming CPG brands as well, right? Correct. Correct. And, and, and the format was interesting. You know, you and I went through this together where everybody who signs up for it and then you have the opportunity to connect with these people. And then do they accept the appointment? They, do they accept the connection and how all of that works? And so, you know, you and I spent 
you know, a lot of time and you more than me vetting out these cus these customers or potential customers that signed up for this as to who would be a potential connection or not. And mm -hmm. then, you know, then they accept and then, you know, then they schedule a time uh, to have your little meetup. So every day it was uh, what from 1250 to about three o'clock or 330 every day or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm hmm. Yeah. So at least, you know, it doesn't, you know, some of these conferences can take up your entire day. Like you start at seven and you end at five, like this is kind of nice. And it's obviously virtual. You don't have to like go to the ballroom or whatever it is. Um, so yeah. And you still have time to like work on other things, but have these awesome conversations with people. And what was cool too, is we actually had conversations with a couple brands that you and I had kind of vetted out that, that we wanted to reach out to anyway. So prior mm -hmm. to this, you know, we were thinking, you know, you know how difficult it is to get in front of people. Well, we had the opportunity to actually get in front of a couple brands and and each of us could tell our story with people that we'd been prospecting. So so that was that was a nice part of it, too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So since you had all these amazing conversations for the past couple of days, what are some things that you are seeing um, from the retail landscape? or CPG brands. I know like the hottest topic is, uh, you know, pandemic related consumer behaviors, which ones are temporary versus which ones are kind of here to stay. Um, obviously you talked to a lot of e-com people. So what did they have to say? Well, and it was nice too, because I, one of my tabletops yesterday was with uh, a analyst from Bloomberg. And so you could get kind of the financial look at things as far as the results of the pandemic, where things are going, where the analysts see things going, but then they could have a conversation with somebody like us. So you've got, you know, boots on the streets kind of conversation with the people that are actually doing it on a daily basis, rather than an analyst sitting in an office, just looking at numbers. And so I think that was, that was good to hear. You know, I think things are going to keep People's buying patterns have absolutely changed, and I think they've changed forever. I think people are going to get back to going to grocery stores again. And I think the grocery stores, though, they have to change and alter how they do business. You know, like they they need, you know, they're more of them are offering that marketplace kind of experience and where we come into place where they can offer more stuff online. And then we fulfill it from an e-commerce standpoint for these grocery stores as they look to expand their revenue streams. So I think that is certainly going to happen. And, you know, you've got people like Cro, you know, business like Kroger that are already embracing that side of the world. So I think things are definitely there's going to be a new norm as we, you know, that phrase, you know, everybody uses, but it's accurate and it's true. Mm -hmm. And but and, and one of the, the things that we were able to talk about was, you know, these young emerging brands that have sure. popped up all over that have popped up all over the place and where they have kind of owned their own little geographic area. You know, you and I have talked about this ad nauseum mm -hmm. that a lot of it is West Coast and Southeast. You know, that those are the 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 big manufacturing hubs right now from a food standpoint. But you know what, when you're in California, you can't keep going west. You know, you got to go east. When you're <laughs> when you're down southeast, you got to branch off into the rest of the world. You know, you can own that area, but then you got to step outside and and that's where we provide a really nice solution being based in Cincinnati for that east coast, midwest and beyond distribution point. Sure. And like you talked about these up and coming fast emerging food brands and I think that's exactly where the consumer behaviors are going, right? People don't want this big soda brand a or B or whatever it might be, you know, they want this 
kind of more niche sort of brand that maybe has no sugar in it and maybe has some CBD in it or has all natural flavoring and has this really cool brand and story behind the product, you know, then other than that big soda brand, or, you know, I think a bunch of different food items are going this way, right? You're going away from the huge brand that, you know, and you're kind of saying, Hey, this looks cool. This is something that I know. And it's something that I use and something that I eat daily, but I've never tried this, but it looks awesome. And then you're kind of supporting a smaller business in that sense, right? Yeah. You want to be a part of their, their growth. You know, you want to be a part of that brand. And, and that's where I think, you know, Taylor has embraced that, you know, looking at these young emerging brands, does this, does the picture of the brand represent how the brand really tastes and everything else? And I think then it's also Taylor understanding, you know, you and I also talked about this, you know, understanding who that potential client is now. It's the Gen Z's, it's the Gen X, it's the fifth, sixth, seventh generation. And so being able to, for, for Taylor to evolve and understanding who that uh, who your audience is and who you're speaking to and, and how you have to cater what we offer to that brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, obviously e-commerce is not going anywhere. It's just going to, you know, continue to increase, but like you said, grocery shopping will come back, but it'll be different because you'll have more of these smaller brands. Like you said, Kroger is already embracing it there. They have a whole like shop local section, right? When I went to school, at Ohio University, Athens, shout out, go Bobcats, go team. Athens is the greatest place on earth. They have a whole like shop local section and it's just like local Athens brands, which is so cool, right? So they have already embraced that in some aspects and now they're taking that and like really running with it. And I think that's awesome. A, bu- a huge brand like that, embracing these smaller businesses and these smaller food brands, that's, you know, a huge trend. Yeah, and I think a lot of the food distributors you know, the, the, the major food distributors are also do, embracing the shop local thing, you know, where they're bringing on maybe a lot of smaller brands that they wouldn't have made as part of their, their offering. They're doing that now to show their mm-hmm. support for, that, for the local business guy. You know, one thing I, I think we'd be remiss without talking about is the fact that, you know, everybody with the pandemic is, you know, they're looking for, you know, meatloaf and mashed potatoes. They want feel good stories. They want stuff to kind of make them smile a little bit. And, and how many stories like that have we been a part of or seen mm-hmm. where, you know, the pandemic has brought, you know, the husband and wife back into the kitchen and, you know, looking for a food solution or a baby food solution or for their kids or else the husband and wife on the West Coast. And and they just, you know, they don't like the food offering in a specific category. So they're going to get in the kitchen and they're going to figure it out themselves. And so the success stories are all across the story or all across mm-hmm. the, the country with stories like that you know, you know, it's always been their dream to go into business together to start their own business or anything like that. And, and, you know, being together 24 hours a day during this pandemic has brought some amazing, amazing food products to market. Absolutely. No, I think that's an awesome point. And sometimes, you know, effective storytelling is more critical than the actual product, right? You have (laughs) this awesome story behind your product. You better believe people are going to buy it. And, and another thing that we talked about yesterday in the, in the Bloomberg uh, piece was the effect of influencers now, because, you know, like we said, Gen X, Gen Z, you know, they are, they're changing people's buying patterns now because they are engaging with influencers, you know, where they, they want Taylor to handle 
everything for them to be that one-stop shop so that they can be out there, you know, doing a new TikTok video, you know, mm-hmm. engaging with influencers or doing all these different things to build their brand. So I think they've kind of turned things on their head a little bit because they look at things different. You know, they don't want to worry about if that, you know, if that truck is lined up to pick up their FBA order to go out this afternoon. They want to leave it to us to do that. Let us do what we do. They do what they do best. And I I think that is, you know, you're going to continue to see that on the rise as things go. Um, Speaking of TikTok, because I think you bring up a great point. Obviously, TikTok is honestly changing the way at least I eat. I know I consume TikTok probably way too much. But anyways, have you seen this new um, Lizzo didn't like invent it, but like Lizzo made it like popular. Have you seen the nature cereal situation? No. So it's like any kind of berry. So like raspberry, blueberry, strawberry, right? Put it in a bowl, right? You with me? Do you have your bowl? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, matter great. Of fact, I do. So you have, you have your bowl of berries, right? So you add in a couple ice cubes, right? Interesting. And then you add in some coconut water and then you eat it. And apparently it's like kind of creamy, which I don't see how, but people love it. And it's called nature cereal. That's a fantastic story. Okay. Well, it's blowing up everywhere and I encourage (laughs) you to try it. It's like the feta pasta thing that blew up. The what? Are you serious? You've heard about it? Yeah. So this TikTok trend for... Yes, like feta cheese. I don't know what other feta there is, but um, yeah, um, it blew up and um, Finland was out of feta because of this TikTok. Like they sold out of them. Uh, How unfortunate for them. I, I, we, there was a lot of talk about Walmart and Walmart beginning to want to go head to head with Amazon. Um, so I think there's going to be a huge battle out there, which I think is going to be great for brands and it's going to be great for the consumer. Um, from an, from an exposure and awareness standpoint, you know, because look at Walmart, you know, Walmarts are in towns like Worcester and rural areas and, and those kind of places. Well, now they're coming out with um, the idea that they can do same day delivery and, you know, all of their building these larger fulfillment centers, they're adding to their marketplace, they're adding to their brands, all of those sorts of things. So yeah, Amazon, uh, Amazon's going to have a serious competitor and I'm not sure anybody has deeper pockets than Walmart to be able to go up against Amazon. So I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a win for the consumer, but then also it's going to be difficult because you know how it is. I mean, the same day delivery is how much of that can you do and how much of that can be on time. And, you know, there's a cost involved with same day delivery and, you know, where's that going to lead to? No, definitely. I think a lot of these bigger um, grocery chains are going to start moving in that direction. I think, you know, in the next couple of years, you could see, obviously, Walmart is already talking about it, but I think you could see some of the other bigger players um, in your area doing kind of the same thing and allowing maybe some of these smaller brands to join this, like, quote unquote, marketplace, if you will, um, to sell their stuff on. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But definitely more brand exposure, more places to get your product to the people. That's what we love to see. I regret to inform you that we have no Todd today. There will be no Todd's two cents on today's podcast. We will make sure that Todd gets two, two cents so we get, on the next we podcast. We get four cents of Todd. We get four cents. So um, he's very busy. 
Anyways, guys, that's it. Grocery shop, 20 out of 10. We will definitely be attending again. So make sure you look for Chris and I, some other sure. Team Taylor members. Um, as always, you can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, Public Radio. Um, follow Taylor on all your favorite social platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Do you tweet, Chris? I'm a mad Twitter follower. That's how I get all my that's how I get all my news now. I don't watch any news on TV. I get all of my news from Twitter because I know it's not biased. Okay, but do you tweet like are you just consuming Twitter content? You're not No, I am my tweets are very valued. I think people need to acknowledge my tweet. I don't think I get enough credit for what I sure. bring to Twitter. Okay. Which is kind of sad. Sure. So you should let like a Twitter exec know that you're, you know, out there putting out the most. So we need to have guests on our show. We we need people to reach out to us and tell us that they want to be on the show. No, absolutely. I mean, we definitely have a couple people in the queue ready to podcast it out with us. But so we're open to anyone and anything, any topic doesn't even have to be supply chain logistics related. We could talk baseball, love baseball. Um, we could talk, you know. But you're, in New York, but you're in New York City. You guys don't have baseball there. We have the Yankees and the um the other one, the um I, I got it. Mets. Mets. You got it. Um, you cut off my paper straw thing, which is something I feel very strongly about. Obviously, I'm anti-plastic straw, right? But there's gotta be a better alternative than paper because I get paper straw and it disintegrates in my drink in a matter of seconds and it's just disgusting. So who do you need to reach out to regarding that? Um, that's a great question. Maybe the mayor. Um, anyways, guys, um, let us know if you want to be on the pod. You can email us, info at taylorlog.com, or shoot us um, a note on our website. Check out our website. See what's going on. A lot of good stuff on there. Some videos, some infographics. We put out a blog every Tuesday. We have some, um, some new video, a couple ebooks, e-commerce books. Um, we'll see you on the next show, guys. Follow us, tweet at us, and visit our website, www.taylorlogistics.com. Hashtag Team Taylor. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs>